Welcome to Tech Talks with Shlok everyone where we talk tech with our guests and tell you what is right and what is wrong in the world of tech now. And today we are joined by Sumuk from uh, Tech PP. Can you give a brief introduction of yourself? Hi Shlok, uh, first of all thank you so much for uh, having me here on the podcast. So if you want my introduction, well, I am uh, still a student and uh, what I do at TechPP is just as a part of my interest and passion. Uh, so I'm still studying my engineering and along with that, I write about tech and I also make videos. Oh, that's great. And your videos are really good. I keep watching your videos and the quality is <laughs> Thanks, man. Thank you so much. So the first question is that how did you end up joining TechPP? Okay, so uh, this was when I was in my second year of engineering and I just finished my second year actually and we had about three months of holidays and I didn't know what to do back then. So I found uh, Raju sir's email ID. So Raju PP is the founder of Tech PP. So I found his email ID and just dropped him an email saying, you know, I'm interested in tech and uh, I like making videos. So can I come and join you? So he invited me over to the office and we had a brief discussion. And from the next day, I started uh, working for Tech PP. That's how it all happened. It was just very sudden. I did not expect to be uh, hired, but yeah, it, it all happened really well. And that's the reason where I am right now. Also, you just recently hit your second year anniversary, right? That's right, yeah. Congratulations for that. And you Thank you. Your- Thanks. And thank you. Thanks a lot. Continuing with this, you said that uh, you abruptly just sent in, sent a mail to Raju sir and he ended up inviting you to his office, right? That's right, yeah. When you were young, means before college, like in school or while, means you were very young, were you interested in tech at that time as well? Or was that something that you developed in your college life or something like that? Yeah, so actually a slight backstory. Uh, we used to stay in Bahrain, which is a Middle Eastern country. And uh, right from when I was there, uh, actually my dad had bought this Nokia communicator, which was very new back then, which is like, you know, a foldable before it was cool. So right from that point is where my interest in technology started to peak. And then once we were back in India, I got my first smartphone and I was, you know, totally into tweaking it around and flashing ROMs and kernels and it's all, all those things. And that's the point from where I started. Uh, I know I didn't look back in terms of the tech that I was using and I always wanted to, you know, explore more gadgets and basically anything that's new to the market. I always wanted to get my hands on it. Also, your first device, you just said that you got your first smartphone. What was that? Right. Okay. So that was the Micromax A60. So I'm sure, you know, Micromax was huge back then. I think this was sometime around 2012 or 2013. So Micromax was huge back then and the A60 was incidentally their first Android phone. And actually by the time I got it, it was already a one or one and a half year old device. But that was in the only phone that was in my budget and I got it and I used it for maybe a year or two. And 
tinker around it with tinkered around with it like completely and yeah that 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 was an amazing phone for its time but actually microwax was a bit of a scam right because copy from odian yeah so the phone that i was using also was actually a re- was rebranded from zte i'm sure you know of zte so uh, the phone that the micromax a60 was a rebranded phone and i'm pretty sure if not all most smartphones from micromax were rebranded but as as long as my experience with micromax has been i have you actually used a couple of devices from micromax and my experience has been good and for its time i feel for the price that micromax used to sell its smartphones that time there were no chinese brands in india right so there was no xiaomi realme etc so if you had a low budget i feel micromax was one of the only good options that you had and it served me well for its time the launch of the redmi note 3 as far as i remember because the note 3 was the point where redmi started to gain popularity right right for a long time right right that's right so uh, means given the thing that uh, you enjoyed your time with the micromax device right mhm also in 2012 what kind of uh, roms were you flashing okay so these were basically not uh, so one thing is that micromax the it, the phones that micromax sold mostly had mediatek chips in them and yeah. uh, mediatek and micromax both are notorious for not releasing kernel sources so to develop any aosp based rom like you know cyanogen mod which is now lineage uh, developers needed kernel sources which were not available so mostly there were uh, roms that were you know basically uh, tweaks in the st- basically stock rom with some additional tweaks or with the bloatware removed or you know some scripts that increase the fluidity or made your internet speed faster etc so there were basically themes at or roms which had a different look than your stock rom so that itself was a big thing back then if you could you know change how your status bar looked or change how your notification drawer looked or your quick toggles etc so that itself used to be a really nice and a refreshing thing back then and those are the kind of roms that i used to flash that's awesome because at that time very few people were doing that kind of that's that it really correct is that uh, you started working at tech pp 2 years first thing is that what is your role at okay so i basically joined tech pp as an intern and if you go technically i still am an intern at tech pp i don't work full time as i already mentioned that i am still a student yes. so uh, other than the actual position i basically write articles and also shoot videos for our youtube channel and as soon as i complete my engineering this year it was supposed to happen already by now but of course due to all the situation right now due to covid 19 it's been delayed so as soon as i finish my engineering i hope to join tech pp as a full time employee also what's your favorite part of working at tech uh other than the fact that i get to use all the latest gadgets that's of course the one amazing part i think uh, the work culture that we have at tech pp is brilliant 
i mean we are given a lot of uh, space in order to you know experiment and try out different things so i feel that is very important rather than you know following the convention uh, i feel that is what differentiates tech pp from you know the other blogs that are out there yeah i was actually reading nimish sir's uh, new redmi note 9 pro and x comparison right right <laughs> Don't <laughs> he, he is in a different league. I mean, Nimish sir is one of the best you'll find in the industry. So, uh, means this kind of thing is prevalent with everyone. I, it seems in the tech PP space. <laughs> I mean, I think it's just that uh, Rajiv sir gives us a lot of liberty uh, in order to experiment with the content, and that is what brings out the. best in all of us so actually props to rajesh sir for allowing you all yeah. yeah experimentally because end result is amazing correct thank you thank you so much next thing is i know maybe you will not be willing to say this but still uh, i understand you really love your position at tech pp and you you are going to join it full time after your semester ends right mm-hmm. yeah still given the choice uh, which tech site or channel would you prefer to join in the future i'm not saying you have to means any mm-hmm. uh, i would say i really appreciate some international youtubers or content creators that i would really like to work with one of them is uh, michael fisher who is uh, mr mobile Yeah. I love his kind of videos and the way he basically you know structures his content. I think yeah it would be really nice to work alongside him. Mr Mobile is your answer. Yeah. That's because his content is a bit different to me compared to the means the that like someone like Marquez makes or Linus right. makes is great. Right. They like they get to the point and Correct. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah. To make a connection between the audience and himself, which in turn leads to kind of like a relation between the that, audience. Right. I feel that's very important if you are able to have an interactive uh, audience and build up a rapport with them. I think that uh, that takes you a long way in terms of you know uh, retaining an audience. That I feel uh, Michael Fisher does really well. so choice you would prefer to join michael in future right yeah probably so if michael is listening you can pick him up he's a great person <laughs> so the next thing is that uh, what is the most important feature in a smartphone according to you hmm okay so this will of course uh, vary from person to person but since you asked me specifically i feel battery life is a big uh, parameter for me uh, especially i feel that there was so basically i had a galaxy s8 uh, so a few years yeah. back and the phone was amazing so the display was really nice the cameras were really good and it was a really nice phone overall but the battery life was terrible and my uh, two senses that if you have an amazing camera and if you have a really nice display 
but if you don't have sufficient battery to enjoy clicking pictures or watching stuff on that display then what is the use of having all that right i feel exactly the pixel yeah, sorry exactly something like that happened the pixel right yeah exactly correct so i feel battery life for me personally i think i would go to an extent saying that i would give up fast charging for a really good battery because i am someone who plugs in my phone overnight before i go to sleep and i wake up with a full battery so if i can get a battery that can last me till the point i wake up till i go to bed i feel that's nothing like it that's amazing so battery life would be your primary focus right yeah and uh, just a side note is this because you're testing the iphone se uh see the iphone se to be honest does not have a very bad battery so i didn't i did go in with very low expectations given that the battery size is tiny but it it's actually been performing quite decent it's not still you know as i said it's not a phone that i can rely on completely until i go to bed at night but still it does decently well and when i say i want great battery it does not mean i want to sacrifice on other things like the camera or the performance i feel uh, it's really important to have a balance of everything but given a uh, given a pick if i wanted the best performance or the best battery or something like that i would pick best battery with you know mid range to uh, higher mid range performance so battery life is the primary focus for device for you right right also coming to the point of the iphone se how are you liking the device since i have been seeing a lot of tweets from your side right so uh, i have i've actually been tweeting a lot about the device and that's because i personally am a huge fan of small phones i absolutely hate so before i switched i before i switched to the se i was using the galaxy note 10 plus and i feel hate is a very strong word but i really dislike having a such a such a big smartphone in my hand all the time because using it one handed is just impossible because you you even while typing or while scrolling you you always have the tendency to hold it with two hands because it's really big and that's yeah. the reason i just love the se it's so compact and it does everything right so basic performance is top notch cameras are really nice except for there is no inbuilt night mode but other than the battery life which is not very good it's okay other than that i have just been loving the se and i really hope more brands had come back to the small form factor but of course the display could have been edge to edge like the newer iPhones the bezels do look outdated but i really hope more brands adapt to this small form factor and release more smaller phones even though like the demographic for it is quite low yeah also i'm seeing a few comparisons from your side sometimes between the iPhone SE and the Pixel 3 right like your right. blind test right so given the choice since i've been seeing you quite extensively comparing them so which mm-hmm. camera do you prefer uh so if you if you ask me between the se and the 3a i would say the pixel 3a does better with regards to the dynamic range and also the details however i feel that the iphone se has more natural colors 
and if you like an image output that is very saturated and looks pleasing to the eye then i feel the 3a actually does a good job at that whereas if you like a more natural looking image uh, and also something that is uh, you know iPhones have the tendency to uh, basically have not boost colors a lot or not, not make it look overboard yeah so i think if you like more such images the iphone se has a better camera at that oh, but uh, doesn't the 3a support night sight if i'm not wrong yes so if you go if you go to uh, low light photography then yes uh, there is no beating night sight at all i don't think any smartphones night mode other than huawei yeah, huawei has been doing a fantastic job with the their cameras especially in low light but yeah, other than that i think the 3a is amazing with regards to low light photography also the portrait mode shots is again a toss up between the two i feel the iphone se has a more natural look especially with the skin tones whereas the pixel 3a goes for a more aggressive uh a bokeh in the background the blur and also it's more contrasty so i feel again it it depends on your personal preference on which kind of images you like but if you personally asked me if i have to pick either of the two purely based on cameras i would probably pick the 3a yeah and also you must be uh, looking forward to the 4a then Oh yeah, totally. Because the Pixel Four didn't come to India, so I couldn't test out the cameras. So I'm really looking forward to the Four A. So hopefully they bring it by July. I think it's around June or July, right? Yeah, I mean it's already been leaked in all its glory. <laughs> so I have I don't know why Google has been delaying it so much. In fact, it can just launch it like today or tomorrow, and I think they're good to go because everyone already knows about it. But yeah, we looks like we have to wait. Also, coming to the cameras, like we are seeing this sudden boost yeah. in the zooming capabilities, right? Like the right. X twenty Ultra has that hundred x zoom. Right. Uh, is launching the X three with the sixty x zoom. Correct. Uh, correct. Square sensor. I think it's a square sensor as far as I remember. Right. Right. So they use a periscopic uh, sensor for that. Yeah. So, what are your thoughts on this? Is this actually a gimmick? Because who is actually trying to zoom mm-hmm. in that? yeah so what you're saying makes sense but i think more than a gimmick it's a way for the brands to showcase the kind of uh, tech that they have and the kind of uh, innovations that they've been working on so you know the periscopic camera is it's it's basically a technological uh, marvel right so it's not just your normal sensor there's a lot of tech involved so they uh, put the sensor so the actual sensor is hidden in the body and they use mirrors to uh, basically reroute the path of the image to the sensor using the lens which you can see on the outside so i feel more than the fact that uh, people would use the 100x zoom i think it's just a way to show that we have this camera tech and we can achieve it even in smartphones in fact i was just i think reading a leak or an article the other day saying that samsung might actually remove the 100x camera from the note 20 which is supposed to come out you know so yeah. not sure if people are using the 100x a lot i mean in cases like you know when there was a supermoon they actually used the oppo reno 10x 
because it has a 60x zoom to capture the moon and that is something that looked really nice and that's something that not all smartphones can do but again i feel the use cases are very few with uh, zoom sensors that are uh, that can zoom that much yeah also what are your thoughts on those uh, small 2 megapixel depth and macro sensors <laughs> yeah so i was just going to quote him you know, saying who is really asking for these 2 megapixel yeah. macro sensors yeah um am i audible got cut off yeah 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 so uh, yeah we're talking about 2 megapixel sensors right so uh, i mean i feel if you're going to use it to uh, basically just fill up space and uh, say that we have a quad camera or we have a penta camera setup or such things then i feel it's uh, it kind of beats the purpose but if it genuinely works well uh, i think it's it's nice to have it's just an addition uh, in case you are into macro photography it's it's fine it always i mean something is better than nothing it rather than having a depth sensor i feel macro at least serves a purpose so i feel in that way it's uh, pretty decent yeah but uh, if they were to add this they should at least go for something like the 5 megapixel sensors right yeah i agree see i feel to a certain extent on budgeted mid range phones it makes sense but something like the mi 10 you know which yeah. is a 50000 rupees phone Yeah, so yeah. on such a phone if you're adding a uh, macro sensor then i feel that's just you know uh, i feel it's not justified if you're paying so much for a phone i feel you deserve to have a telephoto lens over there instead of a macro coming to the uh, next question you just bringing up the meet and when we transition to the next question which is that uh, right. i'm hoping about the gst inflation right right so what are your thoughts on that and do you think that we'll see the kind of competitive devices that we were seeing few days ago at this mm-hmm. time after this increase uh, so basically i feel that the uh, the gst increase which was there that was not required i mean of course everyone would have the same notion but along with it what uh, basically gave a setback to the industry was that the dollar prices are also the dollar rates are also fluctuating a lot and i guess at this point i think it's gone up to like 75 76 and for brands who import devices to india rather than manufacturing it here itself i think that is also playing a big role in increasing the prices and i think that's the reason why a lot of snapdragon 865 phones that are coming out are have prices that are more than what we expect you know so basically india is a very price sensitive market right and especially if you're considering brands like xiaomi realme iqo etc uh, i think there is always a slight doubt in the users mind while paying as much as 40 45 50000 rupees for a phone from such brands and i think because of this gst it's 
further not helping their cause because let's say a smartphone that has been launched for that was supposed to be launched for 35000 is now being launched for 40000 even that extra 500 rupees makes a lot of difference to consumers right uh, when you're spending that big of a of an amount so with the meat and for example maybe if the gst rates hasn't hadn't been increased and the dollar value was still lower maybe it could have come for you know something like 4499 which i feel would have been more competitive and would have you know uh, competed directly against something like the OnePlus 8 and would have done better than that as well but now because of this uh, the price range has been pushed up to uh, the next bracket and now it's being compared side by side to the OnePlus 8 Pro you know so i think yeah so i think this is one big setback for the tech industry so this is something that uh, actually does make sense and more uh, imp- importantly this is being uh, relevant to the budget segment as well right because like right. buying a 10k device he right. will uh, be in a kind of like a struggle motion if even there is a 1000 rupee difference in price correct totally i think what you said makes absolute sense so if someone is willing to spend 50000 i think for them 2 3000 might not make that big of a difference but whereas if someone is spending 10 or 15000 rupees on a smartphone now having to spend that extra 1000 or 2000 rupees can be uh, challenging for them and that is the segment that has been affected the most i mean the poco x2 for example uh, we see that the price has been increased by about rupees 2000 right so uh, i think those that segment as you clearly said is the one that is being majorly affected by this so this is actually something that may affect the means sales as well because people would just say that let me keep this device for another year maybe it will be right right something. true true i don't know i mean i don't think there's anything that can be done by these brands as well i think it's the government that has to you know reconsider the GST prices. Although Redmi uh, recently reduced the price of the Note 9 Pro. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Suddenly, uh, yesterday there was a few pop-ups that on Flipkart the Redmi Note 9 Pro was available. For right. Redmi. I I saw that, but I am not sure if that was an official listing or not. Now, I don't quote me on this. I didn't look it look it up in detail, but I, I am not sure. The thing yeah. is that mm-hmm. it vanished. Aha uh-huh, okay <laughs> So yeah that time I think but uh-huh. I checked uh, one or two hours later and there was nothing related to that Okay so but was someone uh, able to order it for that price that's what I want to know Actually it I think it was showing out of stock Ah okay Right 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 So yeah I don't think it was an official listing uh, Let's see if Xiaomi has to say something about this then maybe we will know Talking about the next thing is that I'm sure you've been testing LG devices. Uh, not really. So uh, we haven't got phones from LG to test for a long time. Uh, yeah. But one thing is that I feel their flagships are uh, really nice. However, uh, not a lot of people buy them because I mean LG is a uh, while they're still a tier one brand. I feel not a lot of people are interested in their smartphones anymore. even though their pricing in india has been really nice i feel but they're a bit bland 
Uh, yeah, I agree. So, for example, their latest phones also still come with a teardrop notch. You know, even their flagships, they are not trying anything new. Like you know, maybe a punch hole or a pop up camera or anything like that. They're sticking to the very basics, and that's the reason I feel they're not getting a lot of traction. However, their latest Velvet series seems interesting. So let's see how that turns out. Also, I'm not sure if you've checked this or not, but uh, LG had introduced the G8X uh, around 2019. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that dual foldable thing with that right. uh, cover. Correct. So, what what is your thoughts on that kind of implementation for kind of like a foldable device, but not mm. anything that folds? So, I think if you really want some, if you really want a foldable device, but you cannot spend more than a lakh of rupees. Then I feel the I, then I feel LG's implementation is is like okay, it's decent. I mean, it works, but it's nowhere close to the seamless experience that you get on an actual foldable. So I've used the Galaxy Fold for a fair bit, and I think that was a completely different experience. So basically, I mean, I don't know if the LG one. I mean, the LG one wouldn't offer such a nice experience because it would still have, you know, a bezel in the middle. Yeah. But I feel if you just want to, if you just want to experience how dual screens work, then I feel that's a decent option for you. Also, uh, you mentioned you've used the Galaxy Fold, right? Right. Did it end up breaking? <laughs> no, thankfully not. Uh, Samsung picked it up in very good condition. Uh, but yeah it was scary it's kind of uh, fragile i mean it's it's not very fragile i mean not as much as people claim like you know it's not that you cannot hold it tightly or like you know you have you always have to be very careful while using it of course it's it's a one of its kind so it's not uh, very strong in terms of the display and all that but yeah it's it's a really nice phone to use very it's very refreshing all the phones nowadays are like the same right you look at it there's just like one or two minor differences but the fold was a really nice experience that i had comparatively the galaxy z flip seems to be a bit of a, means it's not that special yeah i agree so the z flip is a different kind of a foldable right so the galaxy fold actually had a purpose to its fold which means you could open up a phone and make a big tablet out of it in order to you know play games or consume uh, consume content whereas the z flip doesn't really have that kind of purpose it's just a it's just a big phone that you fold up into a smaller form factor but i don't know how useful that really is if you compare it to the fold the fold actually in my say, uh, in my opinion has a real use in terms of you know you can multitask really well you can open two or three apps and use them seamlessly but the z flip doesn't really have that because of the fact that it doesn't have a big screen right so i think yeah. it's that, that way the fold is more productive than the z flip the clamshell design may not be that important in the future going in the future right uh yeah maybe so i personally really like the moto razer keeping all the specs and the uh, fra- fragility related to it aside 
so i actually like the moto razor's design because it it's you know it gives you that nostalgia of the older razor and the fact that the way they uh, designed their hinge i think the moto razor was a really nice phone it could have been better if they managed to pack in better specs and reduce the price tag but uh, yeah i think clamshells are good in terms of like portability but i feel product for productivity the bigger tablets folding into phones makes a lot more sense yeah um uh, moving into the next thing which is what is your personal phone means what are you using as your primary device okay so i'm going to give you the most cliched answer that every reviewer gives so i switch to the phone that i'm currently reviewing while i'm doing that so now that i yeah. i am not reviewing any phone i am using the iphone se as my daily driver uh, that's also because i love small phones and i want to see how how i can survive with that small display and a uh, small battery so yeah at, right at this moment it it's the iphone se before this it was the galaxy note 10 plus also what are you using for your audio products uh okay so we basically you mean to say to listen to audio right yeah yeah okay so my earphones of choice is the realme buds air i absolutely yeah. love them i in fact i even have the airpods but i use the realme buds air more than the airpods because i really like how they are um they sound really well I mean they're not the best when it comes to sound quality if you listen to a lot of music then maybe you may not like them but more than music i, I watch a lot of videos and uh, for that purpose i feel the realme buds air is really nice it's really compact the battery life has been good and the mic quality is also nice uh, to take calls so that is my uh, earphones of choice i'm also testing the me tws now uh, and also one more TWS earphones that I cannot really speak about now, but is actually turning out to be really nice. Watch out for that! I think that will actually turn out to be really good. Also, coming to the Me TWS, right? You're using mm-hmm. the uh, TWS, too. right? So, uh, YouTubers have been a bit disappointed, right? When compared to like the Realme Buds, right? So, what what thoughts on that topic? so purely based on sound quality yeah i feel the realme buds air does a slightly better job but i kind of like the build quality of the me tws more than the realme buds air so the realme buds air actually gets scratched up really easily because of the glossy plastic whereas the me tws yeah. actually has a matte finish and i feel the build quality and the materials used are slightly better on that compared to the realme buds air like the realme buds are a great because i use them too but the case is like badly scratched up exactly exactly yeah so i think in that regard the me tws uh, feels slightly better also for your use of the realme buds are you are using any kind of like called equalizer or something like that no so i am using it straight away as it is uh, i just have the realme link app and i used it to configure the touch controls but other than that i have not i haven't tinkered around with the sound settings at all i'm using it as it is 
and uh, what are your thoughts on the base because a few people said the base wasn't that good so yeah i'm i'm not a person who listens to a lot of uh, pop or jazz or hip hop music so i listen so i mainly listen to uh, bollywood songs and for that purpose it's serving me well a uh, base is yeah the base is lacking and i think that is the case with the with majority of the earphones that do not have an in ear design i feel if you have an open yeah. ear design that is one trade off that you make but i am fine with that i don't really bother about that too much also um you are using the meetri ws also yeah. and uh, that doesn't have any specific app for pairing no right? no that is i think uh that is one area where i feel xiaomi should have let you if not an app i feel they should have let you configure the touch controls i think that's where the realme buds are is really nice so the me tws does not have any controls to you know uh, skip track or go to the previous track etc so i feel that is yeah. one thing that xiaomi rushed they could have implemented that and then launched the me tws that would have added to the uh, value of the earphones also there's no option to like provide software updates right correct yeah that is also there yes so in fact um i was doing a little bit of research and the me tws the same one that's launched in india was actually launched in china some time back and over there yeah. they actually have this me ai app through which you can actually you know update the software and you can uh, customize the controls etc but whereas when i tried linking that with the uh, me ai app in india it did not work so i feel they can bring it to india as well i think it's just a matter of the software compatibility that xiaomi needs to manage ah but uh, given the choice between the me tws and the realme buds that you choose the realme buds right yes i would i would yeah more than based on sound quality based on the features and the overall size of the case so i feel the realme buds are slightly more compact i think that's one of the main yeah. reasons i would pick the realme buds there that's great yeah also um may i move on to the next yeah question? yeah sure yeah so uh, many reviewers actually not many most of the reviews have not received the oneplus 8 as well right right so uh, given the specs as i'm i'm sure you've read the specs mm-hmm. yeah so on the oneplus 8 and 8 pro right mm-hmm. so again we are also waiting for our units to arrive i don't know when that's going to happen but i feel that the oneplus 8 pro is actually a very nice smartphone again the only thing that is that i cannot speak about without testing is the cameras so the initial reviews by the international media seem very good very promising so i'm really excited to test out the cameras i mean i'm sure you are aware that all the oneplus phones in the past as well have been very good in all aspects other than the camera right so yeah yeah so i think that is one very important point also the oneplus 8 i am uh, not very happy with the phone uh, because one thing is they got rid of the telephoto from the 70 and replaced it with a depth camera which is i feel uh totally unnecessary they're charging you a premium and they're removing features which is not good at all 
so that is one thing and also i feel a lot of people may not really like the curved display on the OnePlus 8 and that brings me back to the point that probably the OnePlus 70 offers better value for you if you are in the market trying to buy a new phone right now you go, you can find it for about rupees 8000 cheaper 8 to 9000 cheaper and i feel that you can save a lot of money by actually getting the OnePlus 70 given that there's not a lot of performance gains performance gains between the 855 plus and the 865 right so you'll still be equally yeah. happy with a OnePlus 70 even in 2020 also a few international youtubers including michael as far as i remember said mm-hmm. that the OnePlus 7 the device did prefer over the OnePlus 8 right 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 so your thoughts are also similar to that yeah i more or less however i would like to say that the pricing of the OnePlus 8 and 81 India is very nice compared to the international pricing i feel that they have managed to nail here in india but again if you do not want the curved display or the punch hole cut out and you do not want 5g i mean 5g is basically useless in india right now right and it's going to be at least for the next 2 years so i feel looking yeah. at those parameters the 70 is more practical and you can save some money with that so the 70 over the 8 but the 8 pro is something that seems to be good right yeah the 8 pro as i said seems very promising with the you know it has the ip68 rating and the uh, wireless charging as well has made its way and that 120 hertz yeah. display looks really nice So yeah, I'm really waiting to test out the OnePlus 8 Pro. That's awesome, and I'm uh, waiting for a few reviews closing <laughs> your review. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. It will be out soon. So uh, the next thing is that uh, it also transitioned me to the next question is that uh, you just said that there are some issues with uh, the 5G device, right? Because it doesn't does doesn't make sense to launch 5G right, in India now. Right. Right. What are your thoughts on uh, uh, Qualcomm forcing the major leaders to provide the uh, 5G with the 865 processor because that's inbuilt now, right? Correct. And they are not allowing you to sell the components in a different manner, means separate. Correct. Correct. So this is kind of like a way for Qualcomm to gain a few extra dollars or something like that. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, it it all at at the end of the day, it's all about. Uh, business right i mean they really want uh, to they really want manufacturers to adopt the 5g hype that is there uh, this year but i feel it's that's one of the major reasons why we see uh, the budget flagships that were there they don't retain the budget price tags anymore right for example if you take yeah. uh, you know the let's say the redmi k20 pro or the realme x2 pro so they were launched closer to the you know 28 to 30000 rupees mark right but if you look at yeah. the realme x50 pro which is a successor to the x2 pro it has gotten a considerable increase in the price right even though everything else is the same except for the snapdragon 865 chip so because yeah. 5g is being enforced on these uh brands even they do not have any way out other than implementing it and hiking the costs i think a very good example would be the mi 10 so the mi 9 when launched in china was launched for 
2999 yuan you know which roughly translates to about 30000 rupees but right. and that is that is the pricing that they maintained for all their me series till the me 9 so 2999 was a standard but when the me 10 when the me 10 came out they actually launched it in china for 3999 yuan so a straight 1000 yuan or about 10 to 12000 rupees increase in the price so that itself shows that you know how much the how expensive the snapdragon 865 is because of that added 5g modem and unfortunately there's no way out of it i hear that brands i think the realme x3 is a uh, rumor to have the 855 plus right in order to save costs rather than the 865 i think that's a nice move even though you're not getting the you know latest chip 855 plus is still equally capable and now that it's more than a year old it would be much cheaper for brands to implement implement the 855 plus and hence that would bring down the total overall device cost as well so it's a win win for the brand as well as the consumers so coming to the fact that the uh, 855 plus is actually a capable processor till date right, right. so like we saw the poco f2 pro and it wasn't that impressive it was good but not imp- that impressive and it was the successor to the f1 in any way right so there's a chance of the f2 coming right because it Correct. hadn't been cancelled there's no news right correct do you think there's a chance that the f2 will be coming with an 855 plus for a lower price yeah that's quite a possibility i mean uh, i think that's a nice way to also give you the same value as the poco f1 and at a similar price point so the poco f2 pro i don't know if it's going to come to india as that or the redmi k30 pro so yeah so regardless of that it's still going to be priced above the rupees 35000 market around 32 to 35000 rupees whereas the poco f1 was launched for about 21 to 22000 rupees right so that's still a major hike so if xiaomi manages to launch the poco f2 with as you said maybe a snapdragon 855 plus at somewhere around you know the 24 25000 rupee mark i think that would still be a really nice option even in 2020 you know maybe they could even bring the price further down given that the poco f1 used the snapdragon 845 uh, uh sometime after its launch now the 855 plus has been out for more than a year right so the price would have been fallen price would have fallen even further so i think if they can launch the poco f2 with an 855 plus for the same price as the poco f1 i think that would be an amazing deal coming to the second last question that is mm-hmm. what is your favorite of all time till date uh favorite phone yeah okay so my favorite phone of all time would be i think the iphone 5s uh so i feel the design of the iphone 5s was terrific those uh, boxy corners and the circular volume buttons and that display size i feel if iphone 5s was resurrected with an edge to edge display i think that would be like my dream phone so that i think the iphone 5s is my best phone of all time 
by uh, the fact that uh, you're saying edge to edge display does that mean apple's infamous notch uh yeah see to be very honest i did not mind the notch a lot while using the iphone 11 pro you get used to it but uh, of course it would be better if they did away with the notch uh, i mean nothing like a full screen display without any cutouts or anything that's of course the ideal future that we all want under display cameras and all that but uh, yeah for starters i think even if they launched the iphone 5s in 2020 with a notch display like the iphone 11 series i would be more than happy to pick it up so means no issues with the notch right? uh yeah it's not favorable i don't love it but i don't hate it either coming to the last thing which is that what is the one feature that you would like to see in a smartphone for the next year means something that hasn't mm-hmm. been introduced yet okay so if something that has not been introduced yet uh, i don't know if there's something like that but there are a couple of things that i uh, really want to see on a larger scale by next year so one would be a larger adoption of foldable displays i think yeah. foldables are the future and i really want to see uh, more affordable options like maybe from Xiaomi or you know such brands uh, rather than just the tier 1 brands that is something i'm really interested in second would be as i said under display cameras i think that is something that's really interesting and the third would be i would like to see an in display fingerprint scanner embedded throughout the display so no matter where your thumb rests your phone should be able to detect it and unlock it if not for the entire panel then maybe at least the bottom half i feel the current problem with in display scanners is that the area of scanning is very small so if you don't rest your finger exactly there then the the phone won't unlock and this happens a lot of time especially in my usage so i feel if the entire bottom portion of the display can be the fingerprint scanner then no matter where you rest your device the phone should be able to detect it and unlock your phone i think that is something that i'm really looking forward to okay so these were the three things that you would like incorporated in the future right right that's right okay so uh, that comes to an end of the interview but before uh, means ending this would you like to say something to the audience or like anything uh i would just say that if there are any uh youngsters watching or someone who's you know still a student or uh anyone basically trying to you know uh, pursue their career or thinking about their future one thing i would like to say is that always try to do what you really like doing and try to do what you love because that's going to take you a long way try to convert your passion into your profession and no matter what that is i'm not just strictly referring to tech if you're an artist or if you're a singer you're a sportsman try to excel in that particular field and there's nothing better than doing what you love because it because then you don't feel like you're you're working it feels like you're doing something that you really like doing and you do, pursuing that as your career is a really nice thing and i'm lucky to have received this opportunity to be doing that and i really hope that a lot of you will also take inspiration from this
words they're very important and if you are doing something that you love you'll really enjoy doing it it won't be like that's right something you enjoy that's right that's right yeah totally so in the end that concludes the episode so thanks for joining yeah. me shlok it was great talking to you thank you so much for having me over shlok looking forward to more such podcasts from you also everyone you can follow shomok i'll be uh, tagging his uh, twitter handle and tech pp's official uh, website and their youtube channel so go follow them they make amazing videos with great content so you can go check them out there that was all for this episode thank you so much